Welcome to the Dr. Michael Podcast. I could not be more excited to have a TikTok famous, my first TikTok famous, uh, 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 Sarah. It's Maddox, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so who's, who, it's interesting enough. It's an interesting story. So I'm always on the search for cool podcast guests and folks that, you know, have this like positive energy and, and a great story to share. And one of my buddies last week just shot me a text of one of your TikTok videos. I think it's probably your most viral video. Uh, the hippopotamus orange video. Yes. <laughs> Two daughters, one who are one who's 11, one who's seven. And he, he just literally said to me, he's like, you should try to get her on your podcast. And I clicked on your video and just started like scrolling, like thumbing through like all your videos. And I checked out your Instagram page. And, uh, you know, it was, it's actually pretty amazing. Like, you know, you really exude this amazing positive energy and this positive vibe. And uh, I just really felt compelled just to reach out to you. Like even before I responded to my friend, I sent you a direct message on Instagram. And it's amazing. The power of social media just always amazes me. And the fact that, you know, it's literally three days later, I think, since I sent you that day, or maybe four days, and we're having this conversation, recording a podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. Seriously, I, I feel affirmed. I'm glad that you felt positive vibes through my little videos. <laughs> You're like over... I think you had 300 something thousand followers when I, when I was sent you the DM mm -hmm. and over like 400,000 now. So, you know, if anyone's going viral right now, it's, it's certainly you. Um, so just a little bit of background. I don't know much. I don't really know anything about you other than what I could find on your social mm -hmm. media platform. I know you're a Nashville based musician, mm -hmm. you're a singer, songwriter, uh, poet, uh, rapper, freestyler, you know, uh, um, you're sort of have a very broad musical uh, background. Um, maybe you could just dive into that a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you from Nashville? Did you move to Nashville for music? You know, that sort of thing. Sure. I'll give you the, the long story short, I promise. So I'm from Indiana, initially a Hoosier. I actually went to college at Indiana University. I studied, you know, journalism and Spanish, didn't study music by any means. Um, I grew up in a kind of musical family. No, no one in my family is the you know, they're only a musician or anything like that. But, my, you know, my mom plays piano, tried to teach me piano growing up and I fought her on it. And now I regret that because I wish I could play better. You know, uh, my sisters can sing. We sing at church together. That's kind of where I started out with anything musical. Um, when it came to high school, you know, I joined choir. I was in band and then, um, I mean, theater. I was for sure a theater kid, which was probably to no one's surprise. And uh, I, I loved improv club, which I would say is a lot of my humor style. It's kind of like improv, kind of zany humor. But honestly, with songwriting, which I think is probably when it comes to what I'm best at musically, I think it's just songwriting, rap writing, the actual writing process. And that started uh, when I wrote my first song my senior year of high school, which was actually a parody about my principal. Uh, and it was my first song I wrote in the first time I played in front of a bunch of people. And it was just ridiculous. You know, it was Dr. Ban, why won't you stay instead of I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Nice. Because he was leaving us and that was his name. It, Dr. Ban, if you're listening, I'm sorry for calling you out. <laughs> so anyway, it went really, really well. It went really well. And I started writing songs in college. And, and honestly, to get to where I'm at now, the formative uh, stepping stone is actually, believe it or not, door-to-door -door sales door-to-door -door sales changed my life. Uh, I worked for a company called Southwestern Advantage. They're actually based in Nashville. And I sold educational books for kids door-to-door -door for like 80 hours a week. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the result, and I did it for five summers. And so the result of doing that was building 
skill, character, communication skills, and confidence, it, especially confidence in putting yourself out there, you know? And so, I mean, it just taught me work ethic, like working at what I was passionate about. So, so that was hugely transformational. And then, then I would enter contests for that company, like music video contests, like silly, that's where silly songwriting started. Yeah. That's, that's kind of transition I'm making here. Um, cause I would write silly songs about selling books door to door and people loved them. I got so much positive feedback and, and that doing that, I remember was the first time where I found something where, you know, when you have an activity where you get so in the zone, you forget to eat or use the bathroom. Like you forget you have any physical needs. That was silly songwriting and entertainment. Entertainment was just my thing. And so, so uh, that company is based in Nashville. So I visited here a lot. I had a lot of friends here already, obviously music city. So, um, when I moved on for the internship, moved here, started making TikToks. <laughs> so let's go back a little bit. So that first song that you wrote, the parody with uh, the teacher or your principal, uh -huh. Uh -huh. was it on guitar? So it was like you were playing guitar and singing? Correct. So you basically, did you take guitar lessons or did you just kind of noodle around and figure out chords and stuff? I'm laughing that you're asking this question because it's kind of a funny story. So when I was 15, pardon me, my Siri just popped up because I said the word seriously or something that always happens. Um, so when I was 15, I was dating someone who was very obsessed with guitars. And the other thing he was obsessed with was hockey. And that was it. I was not obsessed with either one of those things. We had nothing in common. <laughs> so he was, he was great, but he, uh, I wanted something to have something in common with him. So I, we had my uncle's crappy old guitar. We had a guitar for dummies book, like that thick phone book looking thing. And I taught myself basic chords and yeah, got better from there. So I taught myself guitar when I was 15. So yeah, I actually grew up playing guitar. And I, I, I cool. was, I was real serious about it. That's what we did in high school. Like we're just a bunch of my friends and I we were all musicians and super into it, but I never really took any formal lessons. It was just kind of like learning from each other and similar stuff. Like well, they didn't have YouTube back then, but you know, it'd be analogous, like watching a YouTube video or someone just shows you a song and like, you know, you learn a lick or something like that, you know? Um, and the same sort of deal. Like I just had traded, like I think comic books or something from like my first crappy guitar to like, to learn how to play. Um, but one of the things that you said earlier was, you know, I, I have three little kids. Well, they're 12, 10, 8, not so little. And <laughs> to our house, the first thing I did was buy a piano to tell them is like, you know, my biggest regret is not learning how to play piano. I was like, trust me, I was like, this will serve you musically for the rest of your life if you learn how to play piano now. Because, um, you know, I just love when you're somewhere and like, you know, you know, like an adult, like someone my age will just sit down at a piano and just start like playing songs. It's like the coolest thing. There's always pianos everywhere, you know? I know. <laughs> That's my one regret, but none of my kids really took to it, except for my youngest. I think he's the most musical, so he's still taking lessons. Um, nice. But I actually started playing myself now. You're doing this whole quarantine time. You know, now it's so much easier with YouTube and apps and stuff. And like I got got this app, and you know, it's like you just take lessons with your iPhone, and like learn how to play, which is really cool. You know, yeah. All the stuff. You know, you're much younger than me, but all the stuff that I didn't have available <laughs> to, back in the day. Yeah. Um, much of what you said, I think there's just so many, so, so many powerful points in there, you know, kind of like, you know, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. I love that mm -hmm. phrase. And, you know, one of the things that you talked about was, you know, being a door to door saleswoman and, and, you know, just, there's a lot of, you know, first I've, I did that for a summer and it was really, it's really, really hard because 95 plus doors are just going to shut on your face <laughs> the minute you knock on that door or they just want to answer the door. So you literally have 20 seconds to get, not even maybe 10 seconds to get someone to engage with you and to listen to what you have to say. Um, yeah. I, I think that serves you well, so, so well, just as a musician, 
just because you know you have to capture an audience and then you have to keep them engaged and you know also i think imagine there's a lot of like rejection in music you know yeah. when you're like get someone to sign you to the label or whoever it works now you know yeah. and you know all of life experiences you know just hearing that little short blurb of your story kind of tie into like the central theme of your life you know in some way or another you know um yeah and you know i just i guess you're in nashville now are you there as a full-time musician now trying to build a career as a musician like how did it are you still working for that company selling books or <laughs> no ironically i'm still doing sales so i still have a day job that i thankfully really love to be honest there's a lot of opportunities coming up to where I think I likely could be full-time as, you know, an entertainer, you know, YouTube, there's still, there's several ways to get revenue from this kind of, you know, thing. But, um, I love my job right now. I'm still in sales and I still work with a company that revolves completely around books. It's called a self-publishing school. So I actually work from home and they, um, they help aspiring authors write and publish their books through coaching and an online course and, uh, like group coaching with other authors. It's really, really cool. Well, that's cool. So this yeah. is like, side hustle like, like a gary v side hustle with with music yeah oh it's totally a gary v side hustle yeah so talk to me a little bit. let's dive into like in, into tiktok a little bit so yeah. imagine you probably had like an instagram account before you had a tiktok account or did you or did you have a musically account before you had a hey, I, I just had instagram um yeah honestly i mean i wasn't i wasn't ever on any platform really before tiktok other than youtube but not even significant at all so yeah. yeah, I mean, I just had basic social media. I would post entertaining stuff on my social media. Most of it was friends and acquaintances, you know, so. So when did you get started with TikTok? So I, okay, well, I got addicted to TikTok as a consumer, of course, first <laughs> in, in last fall, last fall and four months. I remember just being like, this is such a good app. It's like Vine 2.0. It should, the videos should be longer. That, and there's, some are just informational. Some are just ridiculous. Well, I love it. Uh, so I remember, you know, eventually you get that seed planted, you see enough videos doing super well and you think I'm funnier than that person. You know, I can do this. I can do this. Why am I not doing this? And so actually it was, I mean, it was very, uh, new year's resolution y, but I think it was quite literally January 1st, or at least the first week, um, where I was like, I made a video just talking to no one at that point, you know, and you can go find it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do this TikTok thing. Cause like, who cares if what happens, I'm just going to have fun with it, whatever. It's kind of funny. You can go find it. And, uh, yeah. And then I started posting a few times a week, typically just, um, comedic stuff using the popular audios. It's almost like TikTok's video memes, essentially, you know, um, interestingly enough though, my first video to gain any significant traction was a, a song I wrote because it, it was still a trend. Like I was doing it was, I don't know if you remember the, you know, blank blank anthem like tall girl anthem or you know things like that and it was the lean like a cholo instrumental music whatever so i did a pastor's kid anthem i'm a pastor's kid and uh of course and i uh that went really well i mean it got like i thought it was amazing it got a hundred thousand views and like twelve thousand likes i thought it was just like over the moon um but anyway it wasn't until like the slug video if you know what that is that i really started yeah. to blow up that was my first what could be considered viral video yeah so you started january of two, of 2019 like basically uh, a year ago 2020 no tw this has happened all six six months ago you yes started. yeah that's crazy yeah wow that's amazing um it's, i have a somewhat of like a, a similar-ish 
<laughs> story on TikTok. I started in September and I was just posting stuff, trying to like figure out what, you know, like what would kind of break, like what would kind of, you know, break, you know, break into the algorithm or whatever. And literally everything I post, I post a lot of medical videos like Botox or like little cyst videos, which I'm, I'm big on other platforms because of those like pimple popping videos. Right. <laughs> insane like you know i've like videos on youtube with like million views and you know instagram like tons of views you know and that really grew my accounts on both of those platforms but like tiktok didn't allow any medical videos they kept taking them down so i would post a video that said mm -hmm. violated community guidelines they kept taking them down the I, I was literally about to give up on the platform it was december 23rd uh, right before christmas and i i was i have a ayush is my video producer we work together you know mm -hmm. and i said i was like man let's just Let's just try a cyst video. Let's just do it one more time. And if it doesn't work, man, I don't know. I'm just going to give up. I was like really down on it. That video got 7 million views. It went insane in a matter of two days. So every day, it was like literally my phone was just like, you know, every time I'd open up TikTok, 99 plus alert, 99 plus notifications, 99 plus notifications. Insane. Right. Then two days later, TikTok took the video down <gasps> because it violated. And I was like, ah. No. But then, trying to post on to TikTok like these little cis videos so i have like longer videos where i make little 15 second videos which like i have like i don't know like 10 videos now with like millions and millions of views like they just they go insane and uh but it got to a point where like i kept posting the videos TikTok would take them down i'd repost it they take it down they repost it but in january TikTok actually took my whole account down like i opened up TikTok and it said you've been what banned the heck? What? <laughs> Oh my God, finally breaking through and I'm banned from TikTok. And there's like a little thing on the bottom that said, you can, to, to appeal this decision, click here. So I clicked on it and I wrote some, you know, note to whoever the TikTok gods are. It said, you know, let me on. Like these are educational videos. They do, every other platform allows them. So then they reinstated my account. Uh, but still, I still have like a little back and forth with the TikTok. But yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how, like really, so January is when things really started hitting for me on TikTok. And, you know, like I, you have like 300 and something thousand followers and like, you know, it's, it's, and every, every one, when a video goes viral, you get like 40,000, 50,000 followers. It's insane. Like it really is like a purely organic, crazy platform where mm -hmm. like, you know, people are just interested in just everything, you know, and who knows if the video that you produce is something that, you know, if you like it, God, billions of other people, I'm sure like it, you know, the world is a huge place, you know, and it just, there's like so much shared interest among humanity, you know, like, we're all so much more similar than we are different just based on these little videos that, you know, just using that as a sort of microcosm of the way the world works. There's, you know, just shows you how much more similar everybody is than different, you know? Yeah. And, you know, those videos I think really speak to that, you know, because they're like fun little videos that I think really, I don't know, they're probably not geared for kids, but I imagine kids really, you know, they resonate with me, but they resonate with, I imagine with kids <laughs> a lot, you know? Yeah. Because I comments and the way you know and the, how you respond to the comments but right would you agree with that like you know, yeah yeah actually that's that's hugely important too um i have a i know everyone says they love kids well i don't know some people are like i hate kids and they own it but i have such a heart for kids one of the most rewarding parts of this there's actually a lot of meaning in this even though it's just like i'm silly let's be silly together that's my account um i love when moms will post reaction videos of their sometimes less than a year old babies looking at my video and like giggling at it or dancing to it or even oh my gosh this one six-year-old boy i think he was six or so and he was recited all the lyrics of the hippo song and wanted his mom to show me and like that i'm not even kidding you like makes me want to cry like that just makes me so happy <laughs> yeah. i love that 
better than that, you know? And, and I, I felt that. I really felt that from watching your videos that even my, so my buddy who has two daughters, he said, I, I asked him because we actually were playing golf this week and I asked him, I was like, you know, how'd you find out about like Sarah? You know, how did the girls find her, you know? And, and he said, it's interesting because like, you know, they're, they're starting to really get into poetry, you know? And they want, and he's like, well, I wanted to find them something cool that would like, you know, they would like be it really engaged them you know that there's like this, some cool poetry and then he's like i really wanted to find maybe like a young woman poet that they could really identify with because um, maybe that would like you know inspire them to be you know more into it you know and want to like pursue it more yeah. and on a deeper level and he said I, I guess he must have just googled or something and just found like found your platform and he's like his girls are literally obsessed with <laughs> like dude they're gonna freak out that that she's on your podcast she's like i'm gonna have them make a song for her you know it's like you know it's it's but it's amazing like you're in nashville we're in new york you know and uh you know these little girls have never met you they've only seen these tiktok videos but you know you're inspiring so many people by what you're doing and those are two people out of millions of people that you know comment and like and you know in, and really enjoy your content and it is an amazing feeling you know it is an amazing it's like, you know, injecting that positivity because all of your videos are really just, you know, you just can't not, you have to smile when you watch them, you know, you just have to. And, you know, especially now with everything that's going on in the world, you know, there's this, it's, you know, a lot of wor folks' worlds have been turned upside down. They're unemployed. You know, there's just so much other stuff politically and, you know, culturally that's going on in our world. And, you know, just to be able to kind of sneak into TikTok and, you know, or find a nugget of positivity somewhere you know, it really adds a lot of value, I think, to people's lives, you know. And thank I, and you. I, and thank you for doing that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. It's You're actually really on point with everything you've talked about. It's funny that you bring up, oh, how, you know, how do you feel about kids liking your content or like just the, the general nature of my account being, I've literally said, I feel like a deep purpose of helping people take a break from the brokenness of the world. And you know, it, it exists and we have plenty of things to remind us that it exists, but it's like more and more, I think we need more reminders that there's, there's hope and joy and there's lightheartedness and, you know, it's just a place to, to like, like I, I would love to be like a fresh breath of air, you know, where people can just escape a little bit. Well, you, you most certainly are. <laughs> um, a couple of things I just want to really talk about, just about your process. Uh, yeah. Just, just find it. I mean, you're obviously amazingly talented. It's just, about the specifics of it. So in terms of like posting to TikTok, do you have like a, like, I guess a calendar or a schedule for yourself? Like, do you post every day? Do you post a couple of times a week? Do you post just when you're inspired? Because uh, obviously you have tons of fans on TikTok and they want to hear from you. So mm -hmm. how does that, how does that work? Yeah. So my, I, it's totally social media strategy. Um, so I would love to post four times a day, Gary V, you know, I, I like his advice. He says post 15 times a day, who cares? Um, uh, maybe I can meet somewhere in the middle of four. Um, however, you know, writing raps takes time. It takes energy. Like I said, I have a job. I have friends. I'm planning a bachelorette party. Like I'm just a human, you know? So, um, I have resorted to almost without fail, just once a day sometimes twice if I add little, you know, duets of fan art people create. I love, I love shouting other people out like that on my account. And so usually it's once a day, uh, between two and four central. Cause you know, based on the, uh, TikTok algorithm or your TikTok statistics. Wow. That's hard to say. I should put that in a wrap. TikTok statistics. Uh, <laughs> that's my ideal posting time. So yep. It's cool. just once a day. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, so I, I actually do the same thing. So I post yeah. Instagram, TikTok once a day, and sometimes twice a day if I'm doing it, like uh, answering someone's question or something like that. Um, but I find it important to actually have a schedule and kind of keep accountable to that, you know, because like, again, like, like I'm not monetizing any of my social media stuff in any way. Um, but there's like expectations that I feel like people have of like, they want to see a post and, you know, it's really, and, and similarly, like folks will reach out to me, like young kids who want to be a doctor and like, you know, they're the first person in their family that's going to go to college and, you know, they want to be a doctor, but you know, they just think it's like a nerdy thing to do, but they see like my page, like, oh, it's kind of cool. You could be like, you know, have fun being a doctor. And like, you know, I feel like I owe it to those parts of those folks in my audience, you know, to give them something positive, you know, just to kind of chew on for the day, you know? So I, so I do, but what I'm, the reason why I'm bringing this up is even like, you know, for you, it's like, you probably feel bad if you don't, if you don't post for the day, if you miss a post for the day, it's almost like you're accountable to that schedule that you're creating for yourself. Right. Yeah. I totally feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and I can see that just looking through your account, I can kind of tell, you know, just because your content is very consistent. Yeah. Then the other side of this is the creative part of it. So you kind of touched on this a bit. It's, it's, you know, it takes time to like make a song and to make a rap. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, you know, what, like, you know, how you actually do that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's so fun because I've, I have, I'm so glad I did this where I can totally pick my own subjects if I want. And I do frequently for, oh, I feel like writing a rap about a toad that stubbed its toe. I don't know. I just made that up. I like that idea. I'll probably do it. Um, <laughs> but of course I've, I've resorted to, um, I would say 50% of my posts are comment suggestions from my followers. And that's so fun. Cause then you have so many people giving me so many random weird ideas that are, some don't even make any sense. And it's so fun because um, that's, that's primarily what I do. So, and, you know, sometimes I write songs for businesses and things like that, but, uh, typically quite literally, I will, uh, pick a, pick, a, a comment ahead of time. I have a whole album in my phone of screenshots of my favorite ideas. And then, uh, every morning I'm all about morning routine. Again, learned that from doing door to door sales, like strict morning routine. So I wake up, at 5.59. (laughs) And, uh, you know, after I have my coffee, I will go for a walk around. I live kind of like in a horseshoe and I will walk in circles around my neighborhood. I already planned the idea, what it is. And I will have my voice memo open on my phone. I'll just be recording myself walking, you know, doing my little snap finger thing. And I will just let my brain roam free. And and I mean, if, if you want me to, I could always walk you through how I actually write the song, but it standardly takes me Interestingly enough, probably a minute per second of the rap that turns out. So almost every morning, 30 minutes and I have a 30 second rap. Wow. So I, I think there's a couple of important things to highlight there. Um, so one is in anything in life, whether it's like a fun little 30 second TikTok video, which like, you know, there's videos about like, you know, silly stuff that people are like, you know, just, hey, can you write a video about a hippopotamus and an orange? But there's like real work that goes into creating anything that's substantial. So even if it's like, you know, like I said, it's a silly, it's, it's what a quote unquote silly, but like you get up at 559, you know, and you have a process to create content. So it, it's, and you're passionate about it. So it doesn't really feel like a job. Like, you know, and, and this is very similar for like all the content that I create as well. Like I love doing it. 
you know, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. And it really is almost like two times my full-time job, you know, but I enjoy it, you know, and I think it's just important to highlight that amount of work that even goes into something you're passionate about and something that you love. Like even, you know, I'm sure you still play guitar uh, or do you, do you still, you must still it's play right guitar. There. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Even like practicing the guitar or, you know, and, and I'm at the point now with the guitar, I've been playing a lot of guitar since we've been home so much. It's, it's not so much like practicing. I'm not practicing scales, but I'm practicing stuff like, you know, a song that I want to learn, something that's a little bit more complicated, kind of going through that. And I might spend an hour and a half doing that, you know, or an hour doing that. But and it's really kind of working to get better at guitar, but it doesn't seem like work because I enjoy doing it. It's kind of similar to this. Like there's, you know, there's a lot of effort even like in my hobby of playing guitar or playing golf. I want to get better at golf or, or whatever it is that I'm doing or, you know, that you're obviously doing the degree of dedication and work. And you probably get the process gets easier for you because you're getting better at it. But then you're probably pushing yourself to like, okay, like let me, I could probably do some more complicated syncopation in the poem or song that I'm writing or, you know, right? I mean, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. I appreciate you um, just knowing that. I mean, even from just what you do and, and pointing that out, that it really does take a lot of work, but it's, and it's so cliche. I just feel so confident. This is what I am meant to be doing but it does not feel like work. I even wrote about that in my, I recently wrapped about for actually another podcast called TikTok Famous, which is a great name for a podcast. Um, and I, I wrote a rap and I was like, some call it work, but I call it play. I love doing that. Like I, I would most times rather be writing and creating and working on this than even like watching a really good movie or something like that. You know, it's just so fun. It's so fun and it does take work. Um, so yeah, you're right. You know, my last, or I don't know if it was my last guest or a couple of guests ago, he's a professional basketball player and same sort of thing, like the amount of effort that he was putting in at just a young age, like practicing his shots or whatever his routine was for, you know, getting better at his craft. It's all, it's all ultimately the same thing. Like what you put into anything is what you're going to get out of it, you know? And you probably didn't go on to TikTok saying, okay, I'm going to become TikTok famous and I'm going to monetize this in some way and that's going to be my job. Like I'm sure that was the furthest thing from your mind. And yeah. you know, now, now I'm sure, you know, cause I get these sorts of things too. Like folks are offering you stuff like, Hey, you know, can you promote this thing or whatever it is, right? So it has to be happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole new world. Like what's yeah. going on? <laughs> it's insane. Um, just more on the creative stuff. Like what, what do you listen to? Do you listen to a lot of hip hop? Like what kind of, what kind of music <laughs> do and like, you know, because you, you have to get some draw inspiration from some from something. Right. So here's the interesting thing. I do not listen to rap. I never listen to it. I listened to Eminem in seventh grade, almost solely Eminem. And then that was it. I never listened to Eminem again. <laughs> oh, but I, and I don't actually listen to hip hop really either. 90% of what I listen to is EDM. Like the most basic millennial music taste. I love dance pop music. But there's something to be said about when you think about the beat of EDM, it's so crisp and clean and like syncopated, if you could use that word. Um, and it's poppy and it's fun. And, and that's how I've, I feel about my raps that I love. However, when it comes to drawing inspiration, a thousand percent, I just want to be the female Weird Al Yankovic, like a thousand percent. <laughs> or I could say the female family friendly uh, Bo Burnham or 
fill in the blank for the lonely island like that kind of thing oh my gosh where are the where are the girls in this kind of niche where are they i want to be them. <laughs> well you certainly are you're still filling that void and i could totally see that i could, I could totally see that um so so what kind of music do you make otherwise besides this like you know like yeah yeah so actually I, I didn't even include that in my story ironically but um when i was doing the door-to-door -door book thing that i keep talking about uh there's a trip you win if you uh sell a good amount of books and you get to go to mexico for a week with your friends and so after my second summer is 2015 i remember um well you're, you're going with 200 other college students who you know by causation and correlation are incredible human beings because they did this and usually incredible human beings do this program so anyway met this guy he's a producer uh we just connected and or i shouldn't say producer i mean he had like a music studio and was a sound engineer and uh i was like 20 years old and i had only written maybe five songs at that point just pop songs to answer your question like taylor swift type okay. songs um but definitely pop not not really country so much so i flew to texas i just he casually threw out if you ever find yourself in texas we should record a song together and i'm like i am coming to texas <laughs> yeah i will take advantage of that and so uh we recorded our first ep um well my first ep i mean it was three songs uh just pop songs and uh, we recorded three more in 2017 and uh then he actually helped me produce my silly songs that i mentioned about selling books door to door and him and I have done actually a few more, again, solely pop, some of it dance beat, some more ballad, maybe like Kelly Clarkson-esque. Um, and actually him and I uh, recorded six pop songs, you know, here in the last year, but just, you know, one thing after another, him and I have had different priorities in our lives. And, and honestly, I love writing songs, but I, I can't say that I'm as excited about even about the songs that literally some of them are ready to put on Spotify and iTunes, but I'm, I'm just like, I just want to do silly songs. So I'm actually, I'm, you know, don't take my word for it. I'm thinking about literally just releasing an album of the called the rest of my serious songs. And then I will focus on silly songs or something, <laughs> something like that. Cause they're good. And I enjoyed making them, uh, but it's not my brand. You know, it's not like what I want to be doing most of the time. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> so like that you know the edm ish version of the hippopotamus orange song yeah know? that's actually that's on that's what's on spotify as this as your as a single right uh-huh yeah, yeah. It's really thank you thank you that's actually oh sorry your mic cut out what'd you say yeah no i really enjoyed it yeah. thank you thank you i was just gonna say man that's one of the coolest stories ever because uh one of the most exciting things about tiktok is just like you said, how everything's connected and, and people can find each other so quickly and collaborate so quickly. And I've had producers remixing my raps, even just like, you know, posting a minute of a remixed rap for almost all of them. Usually someone does. And I had uh, a guy who remixed, he, you know, that hippo song and it was a dance. I could tell it was a dance song. It was like a video or sorry. Yeah. A video of his computer screen. So the audio wasn't that great. And he had like 40 followers. His name's Kevin. Oldoranov, I think is how you say it. I think he's Russian. And uh, anyway, I DM'd him and I said, hey, can you send me the audio of that? It sounds great. I love dance music. He sends me the audio. It's so catchy. I email him. I say, hey, could we put this on Spotify? It's so great. Ex fully expecting this random Kevin person with 40 TikTok followers uh, to you know, email me back right away and say, 
you know, oh, wow, what a great offer. Yes. Uh, no, he says, well, you know, he says, I would love that idea. I'm actually signed to a label. Let me, uh, let me CC my management here. I was like, oh. <laughs> and so, and they were incredible. It's a label called Bring the Kingdom. Um, they, you know, they do dance music and, and basically they, they love the idea. They said, hey, we love this. Um, you know, we'll collab and Kevin can make a full version of the song. Uh, anyway, they were incredible. And it turns out, you know, Kevin, he just didn't care about TikTok that much. He's not trying to grow that following, but Spotify, he has like, you know, tens of thousands of followers. He's like very obviously talented and, and much bigger than I am, you know? And so that was cool. That was cool. Oh, that's crazy. That's amazing. And did he just stumble? Did you get any backstory? Did he just stumble on that song or like on his like for you page or something? Yeah, just that simple. Me thought, hmm, this is catchy. I'll remix it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Insane. And that's the Spotify single that you have. Yeah. And it's like a jillion downloads, I think, right? Like it's, it's crushing. It has the most downloads of any song I've ever put out. Even more, even songs I put out five years ago. Yeah. Wow. So and great. How long, that, how long did that take you to write? That's more oh, the, the hippo song? Yeah. Oh, th 30 minutes. It's almost textbook uh sometimes it'll be up to an hour if i really want to fine-tune something kind of like you said fit more in or make it even more i don't know what the word would be integrated and clever and have little you know jokes within the joke um but yeah it's and it's it's about a 30 second rap so actually for that song which is crazy because that's that's the song that has me where i'm at now where like you said i gained like eighty thousand followers in the last seven days which is insane, insane, which I'm so grateful for. But that song, um, I, I did exactly what I just told you, where I had seen the comment, uh, someone commented on you know, one of my videos, and I thought, oh, that's so funny, two, what, two random objects that are hard to rhyme, let's do it. Right. And so that morning I said, mm, I'm gonna write this hippo orange song. I go for a walk, I write it, I film it on my lunch break for work, I but post I it, yeah, I post it at my 3.30 time, and I check it a couple hours later and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what? That's so cool. How, like just before you posted that song, like how many followers did you have on TikTok? I had, I had 52,000, which all came from the Slug song, which was the first one. That one has like 4 million. Um, but yeah, I had 52,000. So how many did you have before the Slug song? Uh, 1,300. Okay. Yeah. You went from 1,300 to 52,000? Yes. And so crazy. So, and like I said, I've been posted a few, a few times a week, almost every day since January. So yeah, it's so worth noting. I mean, I posted the slug song, the whole slug thing happened like mid April. And so January, February, March, two weeks into April, I'm just like barely climbing to, wow, a thousand followers. I'm amazed, you know, post the slug song. And then over the course of I got those followers probably over the course of like two or three weeks, 52,000, and then posted the hippo song. And that's when it really, yeah. so it was like, zzz, zzz. <laughs> that's kind of like a pretty similar, like I had, I think I had like 14 or 1500 followers and I posted that one video that I went up to like 40,000 followers from that video. And then they took that video down. But, but that, yeah, I find that's kind of how it works. Like I have like all my sort of usual videos are like are a hundred thousand, but then you have a few that hit like a million or a couple million. And then that's kind of bumps you up. You know, it's just amazing how, how TikTok works. It must've been how Instagram was like 10 years ago, I don't know, seven years, whatever it was started, you know? Yeah. It's 
Um, you know, just last thing I just want to touch on, just because I love like the work ethic part of your story, which I think is just it really has to be highlighted. Thank you. You keep referencing back to the to the book selling job. Um, mm -hmm. So, and you said like your morning routine and like you know, was developed at that time. You know, when you're working for selling books, can you, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, how did you kind of develop that routine? What exactly is that routine, and how does how does it translate to what you do now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I was not a morning person before I did the book thing, but oh my gosh, really that internship, it is, I, I swear by it, it is one of the hardest internships in America. You wake up, like I said, you wake up at five fifty nine specifically. Um, and you, you, you know, you live with a couple other college students with a host family usually, but the morning routine is same for everybody. So you, you, you quite literally pop out of bed, which means like the instant you hear the alarm, you train yourself to, you know how usually you lay there for a couple minutes. I mean, we literally race to the cold shower. You know, we don't obviously shower together, but we race to the door of the bathroom to take a, like a 30 second to a 60 second cold shower. First thing in the morning, we get out the door within 10 to 15 minutes, like fully clothed, ready to go. We have our backpacks full of books. Then we all go to, we go, all go out to eat. We all go to a, like a breakfast spot, usually like local business, mom and pop diner place. And at the breakfast spot, um, that's what, you know, what we call it. That's where we obviously, you know, eat a good healthy breakfast. We read positive literature or a devotional. We plan our day. Like we get organized knowing, you know, what territory we're going to go in. And the whole morning is also full of uh, positive self-talk. And so that's where literally you are encouraged to like talk to yourself and just say things out loud. Like, Oh, it's, you know, it's going to be a great day. Oh, so grateful for my clean socks. I mean, whatever, just say speaking positivity into your day. So honestly, we probably looked like, um, psychos to people sometimes, but, um, the, <laughs> the really fun thing that's so correlated to what I believe in now is the last thing we did every morning after breakfast, you go out into the parking lot, of wherever you're eating breakfast and we do executive exercises. So that's where we had all these like, you know, you know, think of, okay, think of like cheer camp or just think of a camp in general, how you have cheers and chants and random ridiculous things you do or like theater, theater kid kind of stuff. And so we did those and that's where, I mean, quite literally you are like doing jumping jacks in the parking lot and run, running in circles and, <laughs> It sounds so silly or making animal noises. If it's a certain kind of game, whatever, because that helped us get out of our comfort zone, learn to not take ourselves so seriously. Cause you cannot take yourself very seriously when you are selling kids books door to door, you know, you're just like, whatever, I'm here to work hard. I'm selling books, whatever. And so, yeah, from there we would depart and go, go to work. But that was the last thing we did is dance in the parking lot with all these like elderly people looking out the window at us. <laughs> is there like a, like a team leader or something like that? Like who's, the, who's like getting you guys through this routine? Is like someone who's been through the internship a bunch of times? Yes. It's almost like, man, it's like you, you know the program. I mean, yeah. So that was me for my second through my fifth summer because my first summer, of course, was me another first year, you know, another rookie and then an experienced manager. And yeah, they're a hundred percent the ones who are, leading it. Um, and then I was the, we call it our headquarters whenever we all live together. So I was the HQ leader. So yes. And you'd be in different towns doing this or were you selling this and doing this in Indiana? Like, oh no. 
Yeah. Yeah. I worked, I worked in a different, um, completely different place in the, in America uh, every summer. So we worked, you travel across the country. Um, that's the whole point is you're also like not in your home state. Um, so you can really, really get out of your comfort zone. So I worked in Houston, Texas, uh, San Antonio, Texas, North Carolina. I worked in Oklahoma and Georgia. So, so every summer, every summer you're in a different place. Is that not to pry or anything, but is there like a religious slant to this at all? Like, Good question. It- yeah, yeah. No, it's not 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 prying at all. So the interesting thing is the company itself, and, and I'm personally a believer. My faith's really important to me. The company itself can't say it's like a Christian company by any means, just because it it's not necessarily. However, there are a lot of uh, faith based people in leadership. It's you know very very encouraging, uh, faith wise. And we sell. Well, actually, the company started out selling. It was literally Civil War soldiers selling Bibles door to door in the 1800s. It's the old, it's actually the oldest internship in America. And now of course they, you know, transfer to educational products, but we still sell Bibles. That's still something you can sell. It's like a family Bible library, lots of homeschooling families like it. So, yeah. I I mean, there's so much that you said there that I just have to comment on Um, (laughs) really just because it's just parallel. So many of the things that I believe in and that I try to like convey to, so so my TikTok page is basically like purple popping videos and I have a few like sort of like motivational things that I pop in there just because that's the stuff that I really love, like this podcast and like little clips from it. Um, but my Instagram page is predominantly like um, empowering stuff and mindset stuff and motivational stuff because really for me, just based on things I've experienced in my life, those are the things that I really want to project into the world. Just so maybe a little kid that was me you know, when I was eight or 10 years old and I, you know, would hear something or see something like that and say, wow, you know, I can do it. Or like, why can't I do it? You know, to inspire them to, you know, anyone can really do it if you're just willing to put the work into it. And, but a lot of that is what you just talked about. So self belief is so important and positive self-talk is such an important part of that. So I don't think it's silly at all for you to be walking around and, and saying, you know, I'm grateful for my socks or it's going to be a great day. Because I think everyone should get up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, I love you to the person that they're looking at in the mirror. And, you know, these are the great things you're going to do today. And this is how you're going to make the world a better place today. How you're going to make your world a better place today. Or, you know, how you're going to inject positivity or love into the world. But, you know, it all starts with how you talk to yourself, you know. And also that I think is so important, you know. And I, and I, and I know you're someone that does that and has done that for a long time because – one of the things that I forgot to mention was when I was when I was you know describing who you are at the beginning of the podcast was you are someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously and that's such an important thing because like you know like we were talking about this earlier we're all so much more the same than we're different and you know we're and we're all equal to each other you know it doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States or someone who's you know, like there's this great picture of, of I think it's a President Obama, like fist bumping one of the janitors in the White House or someone was just kind of like sweeping, you know, the wherever he was. I, I mean, it may not be exactly that, but it's just such a powerful image just because it just shows we're all the same. You know, everyone may do different jobs and have different things or someone's TikTok famous, someone who's not TikTok famous. But again, we're all so much more similar than we are than we are different. And, you know, not taking yourself so seriously really frees you to, you know, be yourself and inject these videos into the world, which are touching so many people in a positive way. But 
it really, you know, I think it's easy for someone just to scroll through your page just because I don't even really thinking about it. It's not like it's just saying, oh, wow, she makes these silly videos and, you know, it's cool or, or whatever. But the reason why I actually wanted to have you on my podcast was because I could, I could kind of like glean these things from just scrolling through what you're putting into the world through your social media. And like, you know, A, like, you know, positivity and that starts with self-belief, positive self-talk and all those things that you just talked about. Not taking yourself too seriously, which you also just talked about, which, you know, you must have had an element of that before you did this internship, but it really kind of added fertilizer to that natural gift that you have, you know, and hard work. Getting up early in the morning at 5.59. I mean, you were 20-something years old, yeah. right? I was, not, well, I was 19 my first summer, yeah. I, I mean, I could probably count on my hands the number of like 19-year-olds that are doing that. But, you know, really like getting up early, putting the work in, treating yourself nicely, being kind to yourself and being positive, not taking yourself too seriously. I mean, that's what you should take away from this podcast. Thank you. I agree. Yes. Anyone listening, that is the truth. <laughs> Yeah, well, I you know I think that I I think that's just a great place to close things out. I really just really I mean I'm it's really been great getting to know you, and uh, it's funny because all the things that I thought you were gonna be, you're that and more. You know? Yay! And, Thank so, you. Yeah. Just if you wouldn't mind just telling folks where they could find you, that are on social media, Spotify, and all that sort of stuff. Um, can you repeat that? My Siri popped up again. <laughs> Do you mind just letting folks know where they could find you? Yes. Uh, you know, various platforms yes so my address is no i'm just kidding that's where you can find me um i you can find me at sarah maddock really anywhere very very simple so sarah with an h and then m-a-d-d-a-c-k so tiktok it's sarah underscore maddock instagram it's sarah normal maddock and then um yeah same thing for spotify and those are really my primary platforms i might branch into youtube soon more so but for now yeah that's it cool I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Mudgill podcast. The corresponding video can be found on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Let's get it.